Hello and welcome to another edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm joined today by Dan, Danny, and Tim. We oh, that was smooth. We we got it. We we are professionals. That's it. Nearly a year of this, and we can actually do our names in order. Check us out. <laughs> this is this is what the people come to hear. What Danny, that Danny, Danny on a ten second delay. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yes, we're we're all a bit out of sync today because Con- America doesn't know when to change its clocks. Considering the fifty years behind, I feel like a ten second delay isn't that bad. Yeah, exactly. we're getting up there. If <laughs> one day America will learn how to change its clocks at the same time as the rest of the world. <laughs> oh yeah, but until <laughs> then, there's just... going to be plenty more Formula One races, <laughs> and we've we've had a couple already since we last spoke. Um, so to briefly sum up, Dan, in one sentence, tell us about the Bahrain Grand Prix. Ferraris to lose, pretty much. I think the whole season is theirs to lose. Okay, that was Big. a good preview of the rest of the season. Dan, how about you try and sum up the Bahrain Grand Prix in one sentence? Oh no, he's actually going to take my advice of drop kicking his child. Listen, <laughs> just to say that Formula One Fans UK podcast does not encourage violence of any sort, especially against children. This is going in the bloopers reel. <laughs> oh, if only what, one day we will have to film one of these so you can see Dan running around his living room chasing the, after his daughter. The dog, the daughter. It's like she has an internal clock. When, whenever I'm here recording, she's like, I gotta make a cameo. I have to make a cameo. Does she ever watch the races with you? Yeah, in the mornings. Yeah, she's about the only one. Well, there we go. We've got another fan who's more knowledgeable than Chris. Ooh. He's not here to defend himself and worse swinging. Um, Tim? Yep. In one sentence, sum up the recent Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Max and and Charles had a great battle to the end. Perez got screwed by the safety car, and everyone is just happy to see that Mick Schumacher is okay. I really thought you were going to struggle with that. Well done. I I did. I I thought we were going for (laughs) at least two minutes. I'm impressed. We're uh, continuing with our format, diving deep into the topics that are big in Formula One. Uh, we're going to start by talking about one of the teams at the moment. Dan. I am going to start with, I have not done as much research as Danny. I'll put that out there. I have researched as deeply as I need to go to start this topic off for our discussion. But right. So the last season or the last year of a season that Ferrari started this good and won was 2004 and they won the Constructors' Championship with Schumacher. Um, I I think this year goes to show how much effort they have been putting in behind the scenes that we've not seen. And I would say this, this would have been since like 2019. Um... And I genuinely think that they're going to progress faster than Mercedes because they're well behind. They're going to progress faster than Red Bull. And I think from the winter test, not with the word, the winter testing slash testing that we had in um, uh, this year, I think they have really, really, really caught uh, the Red Bull team off guard and I think if it wasn't for some luck, safety cars, and some ingenuity from the strategy team, 
I don't think they've got a chance of winning this season. I I, I think it's Ferraris to lose. Yeah, for me, I, I feel that you're right with Ferraris to lose. I think they've they've put themselves in a good position. They're in the best shape to be able to develop the car strongly throughout the year because they finished third in the championship and uh, last year. And because of that, they get to have more wind tunnel time than Red Bull and Mercedes. The Ferrari International Assistant, the FIA. You do get your extra Ferrari money, which sort of makes up for it because you are Ferrari. You get a little Bernie bonus. You get the, Ber- the Bernie bonus, which uh, is, <laughs> is all right. But it'll be interesting to see what happens if you are third, if the team that was third keeps jumping up to be a stronger team the next year. It, it'll be effectively deliberately finishing third is like going into the penultimate corner in Saudi Arabia just behind. So you can just blitz the competition into the next uh, turn one. I did. I did love that little strategy. It took me a moment to figure out exactly what they were doing. Um, but yeah, like it was how, when they how both was locked that? up, desperately trying to be last it, into yeah. the final corner. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But to me, right? To me, that proves that all the development of this 2022 car must be working if you are purposely trying to be behind a car and not in front of it in a in a, in a DRS zone well yeah they um you know they, they definitely improved the arrows of the car that allowed this uh, close racing so the DRS leading up to the the second DRS zone was a really good indicator of how you can get behind somebody if you overtake them that's okay the person behind you is going to pull the same move on you up to turn 1 um, so, yeah, it was great racing that we saw um, for the ones that we did get to see. We all, Alonso, Ocon also had great, great battles and opening laps. And that was that was great to see. Yeah, but uh, see how good was their coverage for them battling each other and basically ruining, ruining each other's race for the sake of. Yeah. They um, um, they also time. spoke to Otmar, didn't they, during the middle of that battle on the Sky coverage, and he was saying, right, we're yeah. going to let them race for a while, and that was great to just hear a team principal have that attitude again. And that it was brilliant because they got some instant karma because as soon as they yeah. put in team rate By team orders, time. they got overtaken. It's just why you should just let them race because as soon as they said no, hold back, and Ocon had to back off, Bottas got him. I think. They know what Alonso done to Hamilton, so they don't really want to give him team orders just yet because he just stops in pit boxes and doesn't really let anybody through. So I think they're trying to just cover their ass a little bit. Um, so going back to the original point, which was about Ferrari for this section of the show, um, do you remember last year when Binotto didn't attend quite a few races in the middle end of the season because they said he was back at the factory? And there were some people that was even in F1 that were saying, oh, he's feeling the pressure they're taking him out of the firing line. Absolutely not. If he's been back at the factory developing this car and been at the forefront of what they've done in the background, then that's a brilliant move. Brilliant move. For me, I, I thought Binotto was not attending race because he does look like the sort of man who would lose his passport quite a lot. <laughs> what, his COVID vaccine passport? <laughs> Genuine passport. <laughs> He's got that Mr. Bean sort of vibe, Mr. Bean. You know Tom Hanks in that film, The Terminal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's what Binotto in an airport yeah. strikes me as. Have we got any more to say on Ferrari? Yeah, I, I got more to say go on, on Ferrari. Um, well, yeah, I, 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 mean, I have some say about Ferrari. Dan, do you want to go first? Because I've I had quite a bit so far. So go, you go for it first, man. Um, so I guess it's just a... It, it's great to see Ferrari. They are, they are a, a very historic team. Uh, they've been from the first season. So it's really great to see them perform. You know, um, gets the fans riled up and just brings even more interest into the sport. Um, but um, going to, you know, you see 2017, 2018, they had great beginnings of the year as well. And um, for the better part of 2017, they had the better car um, than Mercedes. So, you know, we've seen the start before from Ferrari. Can they continue it? You know, when is the relationship of Sainz and Leclerc going to um, maybe bend a little bit? Um, there will be there will be pressure there. Uh, so, you know, it is, uh, it's still unproven. I think that's, that's for me, is the big issue, is Ferrari's biggest enemy in seasons where they've had a good car has been Ferrari. Uh, yeah, they, 100%, definitely. They've messed up. To like 2017 2019 they had the best car and they should have won the titles but they capitulated through poor strategy poor use of team orders not knowing when to prioritize a certain driver and it's cost them if 2019 if they had just Charles is the man from race one or whenever Bahrain was that season that's that's when they could have really made a push for the title, a push for the title, but they didn't want a number two Vettel, which is understandable, four-time world champion. But now they've got Leclerc and they've got Sainz, and Sainz is—he's my favourite driver, but he reminds me a lot of the Rosbergs, both Keke and Nico, because he won't necessarily set the world alight on track going wheel to wheel and battling everyone but he'll be consistent and his consistency is why I picked him for the title this season because 23 races is a heck of a long season I know it's 22 at the moment but the rumours are that it'll be Qatar coming in and replacing Sochi and I think in a, in a se- hey hey Qatar is in Qatar from last season not Qatar is in Qatar for next season you know the good Qatar where everyone was like oh damn that was actually quite good what's on at Los yeah, Los- the motorcycle yeah. circuit. It was surprisingly yeah. good. I think everyone forgets that it was actually quite good because it got lost amongst all the mess of COVID. He who should and... not be named. Oh yeah, and well, it was Alonso. Yeah. Alonso scored a podium in that in that he race. Did indeed, mm. right? I'm yeah. still celebrating. I... <laughs> yeah, Tim is still celebrating. That he forgot Alonso broke down last week or last night or whatever. Whatever you. I was to told this. I was not allowed to mention it. <laughs> Calm down, big man. You can mention it later. Right. I've got one final thing to say on Ferrari, right? I've recently viewed from some old footage of Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc um, in their karting days. Okay. Now, Max is an absolute psycho, like crazy man, <laughs> off his nut, right? Shouting, screaming. Some call him passionate. I, I think he's lost the plot. But Leclerc, dead-faced, stone-faced. He's, he's, a, he's a psycho. Max, Max is crazy, but 
I think Leclerc is a. I I think he's a different breed. I just don't think he's shown his like vicious side yet. I think now he's in a better car, he's definitely going to be pulling some of the shit that Max pulled. I reckon. Yeah, I I gotta agree, but I think also last year Hamilton showed how to beat Max, and that was to get in his head. And Leclerc is already firmly in his head. All you had to do was listen to the team radio in Saudi Arabia. Rent free, he's screaming, mate. rent free in his screaming. head. Screaming, he's screaming. He's crossed the white line. He's crossed the white line. He's crossed. He's he's not. He's put a wheel on the line. He's not crossed it to go into the pit lane. Verstappen was just losing the plot at points last. I mean, he was the better driver. He was brilliant, but someone that puts cars on top of people's heads can't really moan about a white line. Because <laughs> if there was a line, this motherfucker has already he's... crossed it. Can we leave? Can we? Can we leave 2021 in the past? Because we're trying to talk about a good. No, we can't. We were robbed. Robbed. <laughs> science was robbed. Okay, let's. Yeah, let's, science was robbed of a win yeah, in Abu Dhabi. That's, that's the consensus agreement. <laughs> science yeah. was robbed of a win in Abu Dhabi. May, maybe Will Smith slapped Massey. That's where it started. <laughs> oh, you said the M word. That, that was the start. But let me go go back to Leclerc. Leclerc had a flash in 2019 at the Italian Grand Prix where he battled Hamilton pretty hard that day. Uh, Got away with it uh, from getting a penalty. You're right. I do believe Leclerc can be aggressive, and we we will get to see it. Yeah, I I think we'll see some aggression, Um, whether that comes from Leclerc, Max, or G.I. Jane. (laughs) I will just say this as well. We are completely writing off Mercedes in this discussion. Are we writing them off for the season? Yeah. Well, I think I I feel that we're going to be doing a lot of Mercedes talk after Australia because then we're hitting Europe and that's when we'll know if they've been able to find a fix. If rumours are to be believed, they have packed a complete new floor and rear assembly for Australia on the ships. Well, I say it's rumours, but last time we said it's just rumours we heard that they had no side pods and the rumours were right. Yeah, they were. They were. So if 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 they are bringing a floor to Australia, could they be right back in the hunt? Sort the pauper Absolutely. thing. Sort the pauper thing. Get back, get your floor, get your like stability and your drive back. Give it to Hamilton. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, saying mm-hmm. that, just I'm just going to point out like uh, Russell and Hamilton both have the same car and look who's able to drive it and who's not. But Russell's been used to driving shit for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point. And that's probably a good point to move on, to be fair. Let's, let's not lose well, let's, any let's, new viewers. Let's, let's talk about a team that's gone from driving shit to something that looks competitive because what I want to talk about was Huss and the direction they've taken because if the first two races are anything to go by, it's been a masterstroke. I mean, you go from having a car in 2019 that is not competitive. Well, no, you can go back probably to 2018 with, I believe that was a rich energy year. Rich um, energy year? Yeah. You mean rich energy month? Yeah, okay, and rich energy they, month. And then, um, they, and then they had to change the livery <laughs> because rich did pay the bills. The rich energy phenomenon is rich what it is. The rich energy saga, they started struggling then. Of course, they had a sponsor not paying up, which is going to put you on the back foot for the next year. And they had a terrible 2019. 
um, and we're lucky to get through the season, in my opinion. Um, 2020, no better. I mean, poor. I mean, I think 2019, they had a couple of good races, like, or qualifyings, but they had no pace after. 2020, they were bad, and it was always going to be a case of those drivers were out the door. 2021, two rookies, a car that wasn't developed, and also a masterstroke of using all the money they would have put into that year's car into this year's car and it looks i mean first of all the livery looks great second of all the car itself is just i mean kevin magnuson's driving the the nuts off the thing i just really i just feel really bad for schumacher um because he's getting driven well he's getting outdriven by a guy that was sat in bed watching Pornhub on a thursday and was <laughs> and was <laughs> And was in you a Formula One car. Parenthood and endurance racing. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> Sat in bed on a. And Thursday. also, had a child with his wife during his time off. Um, <laughs> and then he's in an F1 car on a Friday. Um, <laughs> basically. Um, so done. It, you know, it's just it 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 baffles me. And Haas, and Haas are like the team that just can't get rid of their drivers. Because they kicked K Mag and um, uh, Grosjean. Grosjean out, and then they're all finding their way back into the sport. I'm half expecting <clears> them to come back. Where is Grosjean coming <laughs> back, mate? Where's Grosjean coming back to? I was hoping we would have seen him this week. Who knows, mate? After... Who knows? Yeah, he was. He's doing decent in IndyCar. I don't think he, he, he is, wants yeah. to come back. So, are we saying that has of the team equivalent of Hulkenberg? Actually, right. Oh, hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Right. Did anybody... What, do you mean destined to never finish on the podium? Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> right. That too. I have. I hope not. I've predicted K-Mag on the podium this year. Did anybody see the reaction and the tweet from the... I think it was from one of the stewards on Lewis, on Lewis Hamilton's post. Did anybody see that? No. He, oh, yeah. He, um, yeah. he basically said... That he hopes Lewis has a really bad crash and ends up like, um, oh, who's the one that crashed and set on fire? Again, what, I've, Grosjean? I've lost. Grosjean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He, he tweeted and said, I hope Lewis Hamilton has a crash a and crash. ends up like Grosjean. Like, Who tweeted how bad is, Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. one of the stewards mm-hmm. from uh, Saudi Arabia. What, past, past tweet or no, recent? like... On the day, because I saw. Yeah, to give, to give, more, to give more backstory to that. Yeah, it was a marshal at this race. Uh, he ended oh, up. Oh, a marshal, uh, not resigning. a steward. Yeah, a marshal. Sorry. Oh, okay. I, yeah, no, that, stewards. I meant steward. I, I, I was shocked as a steward. A marshal. Not, not, uh, a marshal. Sorry. I yeah, mean, marshals. I, I in, meant marshal. In this country, yeah, marshals in this country are uh, exemplary, but those marshals were pretty poor. Um. Well, to much, it was a really bad start to the weekend, wasn't it, in Saudi Arabia? Because in, with the F two, they they had the uh, they had the camera directors complete all the camera directors miss a crash on lap two in the sprint race, and then there was the massive crash at the back of the sprint race, of which it took them around forty seconds to put, call the safety car out. There was there was really bad TV coverage. I felt like TV angles, camera angles were were really poor. The moment they decided to play replays instead of watching on-track action was pretty poor at this race. I know, uh, I know a lot of people thing, yeah. have mentioned that. 
I think the TV directors need to get used to it being 2022 because last season, yeah, if you had one or two overtakes on a lap, you could show you could show replays of five laps because nothing else was going to happen. But they showed replays of Ocon and Alonso whilst Ocon and Alonso were still battling. This is where the F1 needs to um, introduce both for this and for when there's multiple battles on track at once. They need to introduce a split screen. Yeah. For viewing. Um, but they, every but other, they used to do it. Every, do a split every screen, other... Yeah. Every well, Scott, other no, Sky major F1 do it. Series, every, yeah. uh, every other major racing series has it. And F1 just don't use it. I'm pretty yeah, sure Sky F1 do a weird do. little one. Sky F1 have their own little split screen mm. that they'll do in like practice and stuff like that. Where they'll go, oh, here's the on-track action, then here's Anthony Davis on the Skypad analysing something from FP2. Yeah, but the actual F1 coverage from no, F1 yeah, World the F1... doesn't no, use they... split screen. No, they don't. Apart, Well, they do sometimes do that stupid little thing where they put, oh, and here's the on-board of a battle that you actually wanted to see rather than this replay on the left-hand side in a tiny little box. <laughs> tiny little box, and, you go, and you're squinting at the TV going, I can't see it. But Right, let's, let's not bash Sky F1. Because until Amazon well, not get Sky. it, that's just, you know. Netflix. We're not bashing Sky here. We're, 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 we're bashing, bashing FOM and the camera directing. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry about um, my, so anyway, my, your, my your original point. Car. Yeah, your original point was Haas. They're doing very well. Yes. Yeah, doing Haas well. are doing exceptionally well. And that's the thing. I think you've got to look at it now. If you are a team that is struggling, do you almost, if you are, say, Aston Martin, and it do- and the situation doesn't improve, or Williams, and the situation doesn't improve. Williams probably being the better candidate for this here because Aston Martin, whilst it's got Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Stroll's money, it also does rely a lot on its sponsors because he wants that team to be self-sufficient. If you're Williams and you've got a juicy pay driver check coming in in um, Nicholas Latifi, do you not put that money into the current year's car? And do you focus fully a year ahead? And is that the method that you should be taking? I think that we won't know until the end of this season if the year out of Haas development was worth it. Oh, obviously, it is it's, It is looking to be worth it, definitely, at the moment. But is that results that they're getting due to... Uh, underperformances from other teams, other drivers. You know, how are Haas going to fare? So. How are they going to fare when all of the top teams, or what we thought were going to be top teams, are performing at their best? Or do you mean by by saying that? Do you mean if Mercedes turn up with an engine that works V10 fuel? Because let's 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 not beat around the bush now. You don't go, oh, it's the it's the drag, it's the drag, we're struggling with the drag. When in FP2, I think it was, or FP3, when everyone is sort of getting their, their low-fuel setup just tweaked to see how fast they can go in a straight line, you can't be having, at the end of the, at the, end of the session, at the bottom of the timesheets, saying all Mercedes cars in the bottom 10. No. You, you, can't, yep. you can't have that situation and then going, oh, we don't think it's our engine. It's your engine, and you, you've lost a load of people to Rebel powertrains. But now you've got to do what you've done so well in the past. Find a way to walk past it, uh, to move past it, and but, and sort something out. But with the engine cap and the engine freeze, effectively, how do you do that? You're stuck now until 2025. 
No, because you can. The thing is, there was an. There's been an engine freeze for the last five years. It feels like, and yet somehow people always come along with big upgrades. Yeah, but there wasn't was an there a freeze last? There was an engine freeze last season, apparently. Yeah, the, but this was. Yeah, but this was a definite. This was a definite like finality to this generation of engine this year, wasn't it? What is it? Engine freeze on hardware or engine freeze on the software side? Because I'm sure you can still build the same engine and just upgrade the software to the engine to run different throttle you know response gas airflow fuel different stuff like that we're not getting too technical you know yeah i mean it can't just be a case of just changing your manufacturing technique yeah it's simple as yeah that. but i i just generally think once alpine mercedes alpha even alpha tari because they should be alpha tari should be up there in a, like you know maybe fourth or fifth um if they'd have had better reliability on their car because they're running near near enough the same engine and package as Red Bull are. Um, well, that's so, the thing. Reliability has been a huge thing. I think it's only once, one thing, not... Yeah, once they get it ironed out, I think by mid, m- mid-season, I think after that it's not going to change once, well, that, once we figure out. That's the thing, because I think reliability is a huge bowl saying, oh, Mercedes are really struggling. The engine's not good enough. The engine's not broken yet. Every other team, every other engine manufacturer's had a failure. Lewis Hamilton, after the Bahrain race, when he was on his cooldown lap, as he was passing Perez, he went to his engineer, just completely off the oh. topic of the race, and he turns around and goes, reliability's really important, isn't it, boys? <laughs> yes, and also, I've just realised I made a bit. Of mis- I've, I've realised I made a bit of a mistake because I just realised Ricardo was one of those three cars that retired in one lap from in separate incidents, and he's got Mercedes engine now. But wasn't that that wasn't engine, was it? They decided, um, wasn't it hydraulic? It was he he lost he lost drive engine. coming out of the out of the last corner, didn't he? It was oil pressure. It was, was it oil pressure? If that it's oil pressure, off? you'd say that was engine related. Yeah, that would yeah, be because, because it's because it, it, it's a safety feature, isn't it? That that's why they keep just shutting off because the engine pressure is too high or too low, so the car can't run, so it shuts itself off. It was, it was so bizarre that three cars went with similar failures on one lap. I mean, the Alonso. Do you know what? Yeah, three, three with with three different engines. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I'm 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 going to throw this out there. Right. Pure. Speculation, right? No, no cap. Does anyone know where re- where Nico Rosberg was? Did anyone see a location <laughs> on him? Did anyone see where he was? Because I feel like he's someone that could have achieved this. <laughs> the practice he had going in around unscrewing bits on everyone else's that's cars. It, that's it. If you ever see Nico Rosberg with a couple <laughs> of screws in his hand and a screwdriver, stop him. Because some shit's gone down. The spanner. I mean, <laughs> the spanner. he had to. He, he has to generate that fireball behind him somehow. I thought he yeah. was. I, I, I thought that fireball was generated by an Israeli rocket. Or is that too soon? <laughs> it, it wasn't Israeli. Oh, well, it was a was terrorist it? attack. You yeah, know, who was it? It was. It was. It was the Saudi. It was a Saudi terrorist group. No, no, no. It wasn't from within Saudi. I'm sure it was a Saudi. Hang on. Well, this part of the weekend, there was a... All right, my, my, joke, my joke's gone wrong. We can't include it for legal reasons. Let's move on. <laughs> for legal reasons, the the Formula One Fans UK podcast does not condone terrorism. Like it doesn't condone drop-kicking children. Even and we're, if and we're also not accusing Israel of anything in just. Yeah, no, don't accuse Israel of anything, Tim. Um, 
I just think that it was an explosion that went wrong. Someone had a fag when they shouldn't have, and they've had to do this elaborate cover-up so that they don't look stupid. Um, I just think it's a fag break that went wrong. Has anyone heard? Has anyone heard Verstappen's radio from at the start of FP2? He kept being convinced that something was wrong with his engine, but what he could actually smell was the burning oil refinery. And he was on the on the outlap on the start very first lap of FP2. He was telling him he was like, "Look, there's something seriously wrong. I can smell burning. Do I need to get out of the car? Do I need to get out of the car?" And then they were like, "No, we think it's just from the fire." It wasn't yet. It, it was. It wasn't uh, Saudi. It was rebels from Yemen. Yemen. That's the, the one. Yemen. Yeah, not Israel. Yemen. I, re- I rephrase that. Are we sure his fireball doesn't come from a Yemenese rocket? There we go. <laughs> um. Right. He got to the punchline. But is, no, it was. It is was that quite... a real word? What Yemen? Yemen. Yeah. yeah. Yemenese is the, Yemen, what you yeah, call someone pe- from Yemen. Yemen is a country. Right, yeah, Yemenese. But, please, but is, people of Yemenese a real word? Yes, it's someone from Yemen. Yeah, uh, please don't be no, offended, I'm, people of Yemen. I'm, I'm, I'm if you don't it. believe, if you don't believe Dan, oh sorry, people of Yemen, two things: don't be offended for Dan not knowing that you exist, and two, <laughs> don't be offended if Tim has used Yemenese and it's wrong because no one's going to fact check him. And also, we understand <laughs> that most people from Yemen probably weren't involved in a terror attack. No. So, so po- we're, we're not the... accusing all Yemenis of being terrorists. <laughs> Can we just can we just say that what happened was just ridiculous because it it, it went from F one going oh there's a war in there's a war though I know we said we weren't going to mention the war um, don't, don't mention, mention the war, the war. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going on and they're going okay we're not going to race in Russia because of this and then on the weekend of an F one race in plain sight from the onboard cameras there is a terrorist attack and F one goes. That looks good to me. Let's carry on. It, money, it makes money, no money, sense. Money. It's it's money, money, Curse money. And you could tell the drivers. I reckon that race would not have gone ahead if George Russell wasn't the only director of the GPDA there. If Alex Verts or Sebastian Vettel were there, that race doesn't go ahead in my opinion. Vettel was there. Yeah, it wouldn't go on. Hmm. Or would it have been a situation a la 2005 where you get some teams putting their cars in and some teams staying out no you that would have been a unanimous decision it's i, I don't know my man there's there's teams there that had vivid saudi pasted all over their cars <laughs> yeah visit saudi's I, I, I fine think... just don't visit aramco yeah, th- Let's, let's not forget that Haas had a Russian flag plastered all over their car. Didn't stop them taking it off, did it, overnight? Well, it did stop. It did, yeah, they did take it off. But you can't take it off if you're running a race in that country that weekend with all of your sponsors there. They did. They took it off. It's just... it's just Yeah, they took it off in a pre-season test where there was no coverage. Yeah, you just... Yeah, you just... Rip it all... There's all photos about it. Everyone's looking at the photos. I'm still waiting for the Husky's chocolate to appear on Magnuson's car. I'm still waiting for Lego to appear on Magnuson's car. That would be cool. The Lego F1 car. How about a chocolate Lego F1 car? There you go. Someone someone patent that, and I bet you Chris fucking buys it so, and builds uh, it. Yeah, somewhere right now, Chris <laughs> is having a crisis. A Hi, chocolate Chris, Lego way. F1 car, 200 quid. Chris will buy it. Done. Uh, How I tell chocolate you, Lego even work? Do you have to have like the chocolate rock hard and then place it together and then you eat it? 
when it's off. I think up. you just you <laughs> have to build it in the fridge. Why are we talking about? Why are you asking? Me? Wait, I'm not being funny. <laughs> I don't know, da- Danny. Should we talk about something else, Danny? No, 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 no. Uh, Listen, wait, Danny, shut up, okay? Uh, plenty of fun stuff to talk. Let's about. just. Why did you ask me how how we how we would build a chocolate Lego car? Like I've done hundreds. <laughs> 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 Clearly, with hundreds and thousands. Um. That that I'll give you a little clap for that. That was a good joke. Right. Let's uh, let's let's move on to some F one related topic because Danny's got uh, two hours worth of research. Yeah. And whilst Danny <laughs> gets through, and whilst Danny reads out his research, the rest will be brainstorming how we can make this chocolate Lego F one car. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna buy a Lego mold, a, a, a Lego brick mold. And I'm going to start molding <laughs> chocolate. And in 2026, when I've got enough bricks, we can build a Lego car. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. By the time it's 2026, global warning will make chocolate obsolete. and will just be liquid. We're running, we're, we're running a competition. And if you want to enter the competition, you've got to build a chocolate Lego car. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we do that? <laughs> no, not stomp on children's well, sandcastles. You are correct. Although you have to mo- get the molds. If you get the Lego molds and build a general shape of a car, you can actually go back and and carve the chocolate out into an F one car. But but that's a lot of chocolate because yeah, there's cho- a lot of detail. Like how detailed do you want to get? But it depends what scale we want to take this to. Chocolate's cheaper than carbon fiber. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Danny, you have a yeah topic to discuss. Oh yeah. Well, it's um how to make an F one car a licorice. No, no, it's uh how does Nicholas Latifi still um, <laughs> have an F one drive? <laughs> oh, beautiful! <laughs> you guys laugh so hard, you froze my my computer. Sorry, Dad, you got to say that again because I don't think anyone got that. Over oh, the the oh, there has been free. The uh, American has frozen. We've laughed so much that it's actually shaken the connection between the UK and the US. No, I I, I can tell you exactly what it is. We haven't given his little kid enough attention. Oh, and, and Dan's got as well. a window that she's cut the internet cable. What his daughter? Yeah. Anyway, Danny is back. Danny, when you when you last were here you made us all laugh by saying something so much that we broke the internet you literally did um so danny would you like to reintroduce your your subject yeah yeah definitely well you know my subject is going to be uh, on pay drivers and uh you know we are lucky to have a couple on our grid this year well, i won't say lucky the teams are lucky to have some of the pay drivers that they have um, so I just want to go really quick on what a pay driver is. A pay driver is a, a driver for a team that instead of being paid by the owner of the team, he brings his own money and practically almost drives for free, um, either through a personal sponsorship or family funding to finance um, the team's operations. A good example. Or government funding. Yeah, or government funding. In the case of, you know, Pastor Maldonado with the PDVSA, um, Rio Hayato and Perdomina. Yep, that's right. And um, in a way, Mazepin with his Euro Ally uh, uh, sponsorship that they have. Uh, but yeah, I just want just wanted to go get into the history of it a, a little bit. And um, 
you know, maybe extend that into next our next podcast on on some of our drivers that we have right now. Um, should we should we focus on the drivers right now? Well, let's talk about the drivers from today then. Um, well, the 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 big new the big one the rookie for this year is a uh, Guan Yu Zhou. Zhou Guan Yu. Yeah. So um, yeah, as you know, he is the first Chinese F one driver on on the grid. Um, he's doing a great job. Had a great first race. Uh, scored per- points in his first race. You know. It's fantastic. Um, but do we know where his money's coming from? He is essentially a pay driver, and that's why we we didn't see uh, Antonio Giovinazzi this year. So, <laughs> Joe Guan Yu, his family owns... What's wrong, Reese? China. China. <laughs> <laughs> well, he owns... Family owned 23 companies in China, all under different names listed. And I kind of got into a, a little rabbit hole on this one as well um but the famous one is the guanju holdings that have sponsored him through throughout his career um and the deal has been rumored to be 30 million dollars between him and alfa romeo so alfa romeo sauber is receiving the sponsorship is receiving this money from the from the companies pretty much of guanju show um but the big debate with him was is he worthy of being an F1 driver, right? Um, and then that's what a lot of these pay drivers get. Like, are you worthy enough to be a pay driver or are you just here because you have the money? And um, that's a dilemma that teams face. Well, for me, Zhou Guan Yu is one of those few pay drivers that has earned his place in Formula Absolutely. One. He's done the junior circuit. Um, he... I mean, and, and if, if you go through the junior circuit you and you you have that, you've almost earned your place. Because, I mean, Joe Granu has been competitive in Formula 2. It's not like he was the sixth best driver in Formula 2 and daddy bought him a drive. It was a case of, no, he was genuinely fighting for the championship. Um, I mean, other paid drivers that have gone and won the the championship in Formula 2 or GP2, the most notable one is Pastor Maldonado. And whilst we all joke about Maldonado and how much he crashed, he also won a race and he also scored regular points when he had the car beneath him. He 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 was worthy of his. He was worthy of his drive for sure. He was worth. He was worthy of his point. Mm-hmm. He's he worthy of his space in F one. Yeah. Another, you know, a couple but, more pay drivers that have won championships. Notable pay drivers are Lance Stroll, who won F three. Um, we also. Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda also won in the in the minor series. Uh, Jolian Palmer won GP two. When um, yeah, he, he is he, classified as a pay driver. Yeah, but he is a better uh, presenter than he is a driver. No offense he is. to Jolian. He's a very Palmer. very good presenter. If you if you have F one TV, he's uh, one of the commentators for the race, and he's he's pretty good. Um, he's been, um, yeah, so, he, sorry, just on that, he was uh, on the BBC radio coverages for the last few years and doing their podcast every week. And it's a good lesson, the checkered yeah. flag. Not throwing other podcasts yeah. on this show. I, I like his column. I read his yeah, column. He's yeah, very, he's very, good. very good pundit. Moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about a pay driver who wasn't a good pundit and Karun Chanda. Wait, oh, no, God. wait, hold, wait, um, hold on. I wind no, down wait, up. wait. <laughs> I hate Karun Chandok. You cannot be classed an <laughs> F1 paid driver if you do four races. That's not... Te- uh, 11. 11. Yeah, he made it to 11. It was 11 races. 11 races for HRT he's, and Lotus, or Team Lotus. He's, he's basically 
the Nikita Mazepin of the two, of the late nineties is just no. <laughs> well, he wasn't though. He was he wasn't the late nineties. He was the early twenty tens. That's how that's how long ago it was that that feels like the nineties. But it was the early twenty tens because it was Team Lotus yeah, and HRT Cosworth. Just every time I 20... see that graphic under his name, ten or twenty eleven, one of the two. 2010, I think they came with three, um, two other teams. Yeah. Virgin, F1 Racing. Yeah, Virgin and... Who becomes Manor. Um, oh. And Caterham. Yeah, uh, Caterham. Who became Caterham, Team Lotus. Team Lotus who became Caterham. Yeah, Caterham who became yeah. Team Lotus. Because they were... Yeah, because Chanduk raced for HRT, who went bust, and then raced for Lotus, who really shouldn't have been allowed to race because... It wasn't exactly like um, they had the money either. They didn't have the money. It, no, I mean it was the guy. It, they were owned you by the DJ guy who owned QPR. No, that's no. VJ Manny was Force India. Oh, Tony Fernandez. Tony Fernandez. Tony Fernandez. Tony Fernandez. Yeah. Right. yeah. Force Force India guy was dodgy from the get go. <laughs> Man, but he jumped into a good situation though. It was. Jumping into Force India yeah. at the Dude. time, they scored the first poll in two thousand nine. Uh, yeah. Well, no, he took over. He took Force India from wherever they were at yeah. the bottom, dead bottom, and he bought. He bought them. For, I mean, that two thousand nine is what made me say what I'm saying about Haas right now and how they could have jumped up and become competitive again. Because Force India have always been since two thousand nine relatively competitive. Where were they before up. that? They were. And they were before they that. Were they and before that, they were Midland F one. That's a throwback for you. They were Midland. Mate, how far they have were we gone Spiker. back to get Midland they were... F one? Only the... the thing is, Danny. That's the Dan, thing. Only two thousand and seven. Really? Not as old as you think. No, two thousand seven uh, yeah, was Spiker. Was it two thousand and eight? Was no two thousand seven was Midland. Was Force India. Two thousand two thousand seven was Spiker because that was Marcus oh, yeah. Winkle. Two thousand and six. The Winkle Rock. Isn't that literally their whole? Uh, claimed the fame. They led a lap or so when it was raining in a spiker with Winklehock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Spiker's claim to fame. But then you've got, but you got to remember that Force India, like they didn't come in from Spiker and just be immediately competitive. They they struggled at the back. They, I mean, I think we all remember the tears in two thousand. Was it two thousand eight where they had uh, Sutil was in like fifth place and then he got run into by Riken who lost control out of the tunnel. So, I mean, money being poured into F1, like crazy amounts of money being poured into F1, can be used wisely. But then it can also be given to Nicholas Latifi, who just, you know, crashes into walls and ruins yeah, but people's I, races. I think he misunderstands his job. I think he works at, like, Nissan, and they, he's the crash test dummy. Because... <laughs> yeah. There's no way that this that that this bloke thinks he's an employed as an F1 driver. Well, it was it was that he said yeah. he came on the radio after the world saw him crash and said, "Well, I don't know what happened there." And the world was like, "You ran out yeah, of talent." That's it. it was so. Do you know what's the fr- bad? Do you know what is a bit just... frustrating about Latifi specifically as well? There was a couple of times in the middle of last summer when he actually looked like a racing driver. And you thought, oh, maybe there is a bit of a driver. Maybe there is someone who can drag a race performance out of a car, even if he doesn't have the one lap pace. And then it just 
gone. And then, and then there's a wall, and then it's over. Yeah. Then, then there are tracks with no runoff. Didn't, didn't we say last year something along the lines of like, when your money's long but your talent's short? That is Nick. That is Nicholas Latifi. Oh, all my notes. Oh, all my notes. Under Lick Nicholas Latifi, because I have him listed as pay money, uh, pay driver. I just put in crashes into walls. I absolutely did no research on where he got his money from. <laughs> I was just like, man, he just crashes into walls. N- Nicholas Satifi in a wall in the Middle East. Name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. Bet three six five and Nicholas Satifi. What? Oh. Oh, don't don't look at me with that face. Right. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm curious to see how that's right, a duo. Because what happens if, like, say. 500 people put on Bet365 for there to be two red flags or two safety cars, and they just bow Latifi up, put it in a wall, number three, and no one gets paid. No? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically it's basically match fixing for F1. <laughs> he just gets a little buzz on the Apple Watch as a little look. Bang. It's done. <laughs> All, all these people had Sergio Perez to win. We think we might be out yep. to cash it. Nicholas, you know what yeah. to do. Pretty much, he, he Nicholas Latifi is to betting companies what um, Nelson Piquet Jr. is to <laughs> Fernando Alonso. <laughs> mm. um, and for the, for, the, and for the record out there, um, for the, we'll love to talk about Hamilton and Massa that year. That was the race where that screwed Massa's championship in 2008. It was. was. I'm not going to lie to you, Danny. Cause, it's cause still a Because he came in under that subject. safety car and he lost his, um, lost his uh, fuel hose, didn't he? Yeah, under that safety car. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he rushed out. He lost the safety. He, he, lost, he lost the, um, yeah. the fuel hose. Um, on, on the subject of Latifi, his dad nearly bought Williams before Darrington Capital did. Could you imagine if we were having to face another five to six years of Latifi? Guaranteed. It's the same oh, as God. us having a stroll. I think. Oh God! It's at least well, that's Lance, where the at least, by, at, by the team. At least Lance Stroll's got a few podiums and a couple of front row starts. What has Latifi got true. for his effort? Whiplash. Yeah, he's got a great claim with uh, his, his insurance company, isn't he? <laughs> Have you been injured in an accident at work? That was entirely <laughs> your fault. Do you forget where the racetrack ends and the war starts? If so, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> cool. Dorian Capital today. Other uh, insurance brokers are available. <laughs> yeah. um, have you got anything about Stroll on there, Danny? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, he, he did win F3. Um, and he is pretty much with his dad still in Formula One, you know. He can thank his dad, his dad purchasing the, the Racing Point team into present-day uh, Aston Martin. But yeah, I, do, I would like to say he is one of the most uh, accomplished pay drivers um, that we have seen. Uh, you know, there have been some absolute dreadful, like uh, Delatraz, Lavaggi, Alex Jung. You know, we've gone to those depths, but Lance Stroll... Who is the worst paid? Who is the worst pay driver from this century? This century? The worst one? Mazepin? Uh, I have... Well, look, Latifi, Latifi has... A, no, th- we got to go way back. If Say the worst, worst. Um, a couple of highlights I have here is uh, Ricky Von Opel, drove in 73, 74. 
Family funded, uh, his family founded the Opel factory. That's not the 21st century. Oh, oh now, I mean, that I, is a hell of a name. The past century, you said. Uh, in this present day century, um, let's go Alex Young. Uh, I was literally about just, to shout Alex Young. <laughs> yeah. Is Alex Young worse than Roberto Mary? Yes. Yes. I, and yes. I have, yes, yes. <laughs> Mary was an accomplished driver before he got into Formula One. And he went into a team uh, with another paid driver, Will Stevens. Um, hey, he nearly got a point. Nearly, okay? but it—he it, was—he was one retirement away in that British Grand Prix from yeah, getting a point. But that team was so bad. The 2015 Manor team was so bad. They did not have equal cars. Um, I think it was 2016 Manor that was. Well, oh well, he, when he, yeah, he because he also drove 2016. But I'm talking about when he was. He he didn't he didn't race twenty fifteen because that was when they had Max Chilton and Yul Bianchi and they only raced one car for the remaining races. You said about two thousand fourteen was Bianchi. He crashed in Japan. I'm sure it was twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen was Stevens with uh, Mary. Hang on, I'm gonna do a Google. Okay. Um. While while Reese is is, yeah. While Reese is while Reese is googling, can I shout Gaston Massacane as a fucking awful pay driver? <laughs> wow! From this century. <laughs> wow! That's a, that's a crazy name. Gaston Massacane. He drove three or four races right at the start of the century. Was it for Prost? Well, you know, you can go into the nineties. If you looked into early nineties, around that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Danny. That Danny, you were right. Yeah, twenty fourteen was Bianchi. Yeah. Bianchi. Yeah. Yeah. Even. Yeah, I, I, I was. Will Stevens drove for Caterham. Sure. Twenty fourteen. No, in the last race, Abu Dhabi, he um he he paid five hundred thousand dollars for that. Oh, one. you're right. He did. What? How do you know? Well, I, I've researched that one. I've researched. Narain Carter Kayan. Yeah. Narain Carter Kayan. Bloody hell. That was a bad pay driver. Yeah. I feel like I'm on episode of Bring Back V Tens. <laughs> but Alex Jung was uh, Alonso's first teammate in Minardi. Money came from a uh, a Malaysian gambling commercial gambling company. Wasn't it? Ed, I'm trying to think who the name of um, Kazuki Nakajima's dad. Was oh man, Hataro Nakajima. I'm trying to think what his name was, but he was he was a pay driver because he was put. He was pretty much well. He wasn't put in as a pay driver. He was sort of he was there because the sponsorship he would bring to Which was Honda these, at the time. These seven. He brought Honda to um, the Lotus Camel team. Yeah, he bought Honda. I think, but it, you know, we have seen there have been manufacturers that do back up drivers. Um, but I, that's not classified as a pay driver. Hamilton was sponsored by McLaren through his junior career. Um, Vettel had Red Bull. Um, even Michael Schumacher had was in the Mercedes uh, junior program, and that first seat at the Jordan one one and one was paid by Mercedes one hundred fifty thousand dollars actually for that one appearance. You say, but would you not say this describes a pay driver? Uh, he didn't actually race in like Who's a, this he had about? one race in. The, we're talking mm-hmm. about okay. Satoru Nakajima, born in 1953, started his career karting in 1970 before switching to touring cars three years later. Outside of Japan, he raced in Australian touring cars, the Macau Grand Prix, and one round of European F3 where he was involved in a spectacular opening lap crash. You might have actually seen that crash. It was the one where he was literally like backflipped. It was spectacular. He made his debut in 1987, having a career which lasted five seasons. He was the first person from Japan to score a point in Formula One. Um, 
But he he famously denied Ayrton Senna a win in the 1990 Brazilian Grand Prix when he took off his front when he took off Senna's yeah. front wing whilst being lapped. Yeah. I think uh, Nakajima was a as a Honda driver. I think he was sponsored by Honda. If I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. I'm about to look into that because. Yeah, but that's what I mean. If you are not there because you're driving talent, you're there because you are yeah, back. Yeah, but that's, the but that's, but back, but as Danny's just talent, said, are you Hamilton driver? was back by Mercedes from a young age. No, oh, sorry, McLaren from a young yeah. age, wasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. Like, Vettel was backed by Red Bull from a young age. There's a difference between private sponsorship. No, but Sergio Perez. Well, Sergio Perez is a paid driver. That's... Yeah. That's not paid driver. That's just... Oh, Sergio, yeah, like, Sergio, I was going to say, where do you sound? Like Perez a youth development type. Yeah, thing, yeah, it? which you know, is why. I'd... Yeah, I, I, I put yeah. that down more as Driver Academy. Mm. I was just saying, George Ocon, Russell's a paid also, driver. Paid to driver. me, the definition of paid driver is a company or some form of entity is paying for you to be there and to drive. Yeah, and that's in, it. but in my yeah, opinion, in my opinion, that would be a company that's not related to motorsport. Yes, Tim. Oh. Okay, I would say that, that is a company there, that's not related to motorsport otherwise. To, to, to class as that. Well, no, yeah, because... Be yeah, that's a good one. Because then if you're talking about current pay drivers, then you're classing Sonoda as one, sponsored by Honda. I guess that's fair. He had I a very mean, good race like a pay in Bahrain, and he drove very, very well. Just because he doesn't have the one lap pace. Okay, right, mean, apparently not a good we, racing we don't know what weight weight means, because everyone keeps talking... Right. Um, <laughs> who pays Sonoda's wage? Then, then is he a paid driver if they pay Rip. him? Yeah, he's not a paid driver. Well, no, because I think they all take... Like, Lance Stroll still, right. ta- still takes Lucifer a salary. He still takes a salary, but that salary is backed by his sponsorship. Right. So, not basically, crazy. what we're saying is, mm. if a company or entity is paying for you to be there, and you wouldn't be there without that money... You're a paid driver, yeah. That's yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Then we are on the same page, then. Yeah, because yeah. I don't okay. think driver development programs like Red Bull, uh, McLaren at the time, Mercedes, uh, all that sort of stuff. Obviously, you know, they're basically just employees. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> that 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 eventually get a chance yeah. to step up, and if you don't step up well enough, you end up in a sister team. Gasly will attest to that. Well, another surprise I had was Fangio. Argentinian um, government funded his, uh, his F1 career. I thought that was surprising. Isn't, isn't Chaco uh, heavily backed by some, um, yeah. Yeah. some Mexican Slim. company? Mm-hmm. Mexican government, Telmex. mate. <laughs> yeah. no. He's uh, Telmex. Yeah. Carlos Slim, who, who's a billionaire, one of the richest people in the world uh he was also i think he was also behind gutierrez's um career as well um because i didn't find too much information on gutierrez but yeah Danny, he's been spo- sponsoring perez have, since the beginning i, ha- I have a, a fact for you to find out right can you find What's out that? who who sponsored maldonado's noses because <laughs> there's got to have been a backer with big what, money just, <laughs> do you mean just the badge on do you mean just mean the badge well, on the front of the, the nose yeah, who's sponsored to have all those noses built? 
Well, you know, he did have the Venezuelan gas, state gas-owned, whatever, uh, money coming in from the Venezuelan government. That's not shady at all, well, is people it? Were going, no, while well, the people were going hungry, Maldonado got a new nose. That's it. <laughs> is it the PDVSA or whatever it is? Maldonado. It means, uh, it's, it's a Spanish, um, it says uh, Gasman from Venezuela. Pretty much, Patroleros de Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 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 just looking at a picture of an old Maldonado car, that badge was literally the second badge up the nose. So it will never get destroyed, <laughs> but you do always see it after the crash. <laughs> it's also on his rear spoiler, as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So now we've all able to uh, agree on what a pay driver is. It's someone without very much talent who uh, crashes quite a bit. Um, also, just while we talk about crashes, quickly we do want to quickly say, well, we're very glad that Mick Schumacher's okay because that was one heck of a crash. I mean, the car was ripped in two. I mean, I mean, there's two times I can think of that being that happening. One being, of course, the Grosjean incident where the car's ripped in two, and the other one was mm. Brendan Hartley in free mm. practice. Yeah, it's 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 one of them things, them situations that you hate to see, and I think. Like, it shows how far we've come in the F1 technical regulations and uh, all that sort of stuff with the development of how the car disintegrated and was a pile of shit at the end, but the driver survived. And I think yeah, that that is a sign of the car doing its job. You compared it to how the car split in half for the Grosjean accident, this time no fuel came out. And that's the same team's car. So yes, there was oil and. But that was that was there wasn't a, that wasn't on the team though. I mean that was literally metal piercing guess, car but... ripping car in half, stabbing into puncturing a bag that yeah. was never designed to be yeah. exposed. And, and, um, to and I was going to say it was also during qualifying, so they were running really low fuel, next to no fuel. Um, so that was a, a a factor as well. I mean, you've got to credit the the safety of Formula 1 there, but you've also got to say the reason that the track gave of we didn't have a barrier there because we didn't think that it was somewhere where anyone would crash is ridiculous because there was a crash there in Formula 2, there was a crash there in F1 qualifying, and there were nearly two more crashes if it wasn't for the quick reactions of um, both Gasly, Gasly and Ocon. Yeah, ridiculous, good, ridiculously good reactions. And, and while we talk about things that are ridiculously good, before we finish, we will talk about our show sponsor. Um, if you ever need any 3D printed track wall art, you can go to apextracks.com. And also on apextracks.com, you can see the brilliant charity they support as well. Um, and honestly, just let's say, please do check them out. Um, because, like I said, they do huge things to this podcast for this group. Apex Tracks and they do great charity stuff as well. So head to apextracks.com. That's A P E X T R A X S dot com. And with that, guys, we'll wrap it up. Um, if you've liked what you've heard today, then please do follow the link in our bio because we can connect you in so many more ways. We've got Discord, we've got fantasy competitions, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual social stuff. And um, if you Chris. didn't like what you it's heard Chris's today, fault. 
um, don't follow that Chris. link. It's uh, Chris's fault. Blame Chris. Because yeah, he blame sat, Chris. Because he Chris, sat yeah. in his boxer shorts doing his Lego car. He's not interested in us. <laughs> Pretty much. You have two options here. You can either like the podcast, of which we will find a way of supplying you with a Lego Formula One car made of chocolate. And if you don't like it, then no chocolate for you or you're lactose intolerant. One of the two. Um, it's a strange it's a strange niche to attack at the end of a podcast, isn't it? A lactose intolerant. Well, they're probably <laughs> the only base we haven't attacked in the podcast. Why not? Ne- next week, <laughs> watch out, vegans. We're coming for you. <laughs> watch out, Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to feed Roscoe a steak. <laughs> yes, Australia's next. We're going back, and they've they've redesigned the track. Yes, we have a redesigned Australia. Hopefully, it will be better. Um, <laughs> and join us next time when we redesign <laughs> veganism. Um, until next time. <laughs> oh God! Sometimes I just need to stop talking. No more vegans. Me. Uh, until next time. No, we love time. the vegans. <laughs> Thank you. Very we love much. the vegans. No more vegan talk. <laughs> we love vegans. We love people who are lactose intolerant. Um, and we'll we also you. love Saudi officials at this point. Um. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, boys, it's been a great podcast. Thanks for seeing you. I I don't We're need that smoke. I don't need the smoke from the Yemen Yemens. I'm nothing to do with these people. I don't know them. This is the first time I've seen them. I love I love you. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. I'm done. That's it. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone.